Previously on The Jib, Fred Hampton was a conscientious all-rounder who involved himself in various community programs in Chicago in the 1960s. He joined the Black Panthers and rose to the ranks. An informer called William O'Neill, who, working for the FBI, got close to Hampton and tried various methods to disrupt the Black Panthers. The FBI had identified the Black Panthers as one of the greatest threats to America and were determined to take them down by any means necessary. Hello! Welcome to The Jib. This podcast is about the many and varied schemes of the many and varied US law enforcement and intelligence agencies, organizations and committees, and how they are stupid and funny. Join us on our merry journey through space and time. Hi, I'm Barry, and you might recognize me as the president of the UCC Wargaming and Roleplaying Club for one weekend in 1997. Well done. For one weekend, I was part of the whole society. Oh, what, what, what shoes must have been filled after you left that position? I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Seamus, and you may know me from Don't Tweet After Midnight. Okay, now, Don't Tweet After Midnight, are you still suspended from Facebook? Uh, not, not, not Facebook, Twitter. Uh, but are you still suspended only, from Twitter? Uh, it was only a 12-hour ban, so I'm back. Okay, and what, are you, what did you say? Did you call somebody an unpleasant name? Uh yeah, what exactly? I called Bill Maher. What did I call him? Uh, a attention, attention, a solace, attention, craving, fucking whore, something to that effect. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So what was the bad thing he said about him? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it wasn't untrue. I mean, you know. or maybe it was a bot or something set you off with it. Robot? Huh? Might have been a robot. Probably. Yeah. Um, no. Um. Seamus, we have been talking about Fred Hampton. Do we have any more on that? Yes, we do, my friend. Let's see where we left our hero last right. week. Uh, we begin uh, on the night of November 13th, uh, 19... I was it 79, 69. Uh, while Hampton was in California, Chicago police officers were involved in a gunfight with Panthers. A total of nine police officers were shot, two killed, one Panther died as well. Uh, Panther... Lawrence S. Bell was charged with murder. In an unsigned editorial headline, No Quarter for Wild Beasts, the Chicago Tribune, you know, one of those good papers, right, urged the Chicago police officers uh, approaching suspects, uh, uh, suspected Panthers should be ordered to be ready to shoot. Well, now we should also uh, mention at this point, for anybody who's not aware, that there is a long-standing uh, stereotypical bullshit thing that black men... Would, can be compared to animals. Yes. And they were often treated as if they were zoo animals. They were certainly treated like livestock in the history of America. So to say something like, no quarter for wild beasts, if these people are on editorial staff, they will be aware of this context, and they're deliberately trying to create this sort of impression. Yeah, it, it's uh, also really fun to listen uh, to the Nixon tapes, and you hear uh, <laughs> then-governor uh, of California, Ronald Reagan, have uh, a few similar things to say about that mm. uh, with Nixon, and they just yuck it up. Fucking fantastic. Uh -huh. Pieces of shit. Anyways, uh, yep. Uh, yep. So, la, 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 la. November 3rd. Uh, that could be right. Oh, yeah. December 3rd. I was going back in time again. On the evening of December 3rd, Hampton returned to his Monroe Street department after teaching a course in politics at a local church. Several Panthers were with him when they returned uh, home to find O'Neill, as in William O'Neill. Uh, had made them all dinner. What a nice guy. Shortly after uh, dinner, O'Neill just disappeared. <laughs> yep. 
check the fuck out. Uh, later that night, around 1.30 a.m., uh, now we're into November 4th, uh, Hampton fell asleep mid-sentence while talking uh, on, on the telephone to his mother. He's had a busy day. Yeah, as one does, right? I mean, I always fall asleep mid-sentence on a telephone. So, uh, At 4 a.m., the heavily armed police uh, team arrived outside the apartment. Uh, Cook County State's Attorney Edward uh, Hammerhand organized a raid using officers attached to his office. Ha uh, Hampton had criticized uh, Hanneran, 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 something like that. Yeah, Hanneran. Uh, yeah, uh, he is. Uh, those those who saw episode one, which I hope you'd seen that before we get this far, uh, you you probably remembered uh, Hampton mentioning him several times in the uh, video. Yeah, uh, that we played during his uh, speech. Uh, you Fred should definitely go back and watch that if you haven't seen it, because this yeah. episode will make a lot more sense if you've seen one and two. <laughs> right. Fred claimed that Hammerhand, uh, Hammerhand's war on gangs was really rhetoric for enabling him to carry out war on black youth. Now again, um, like the Wild Beasts thing, we can identify a certain, uh, I suppose you'd call this, what would, nowadays they'd call it dog whistle, right? Yep. yep. Dog whistle meaning a term uh, that a politician uses to signal one thing to hit the the intended audience without alarming other people yep. that hear it. So if you say something like, um, I'm not dogs. against immigration, I'm just about uh, legal legal immigration, you know, that's something you can say as a dog whistle because mm -hmm. the intended audience will hear what you mean to say, which is, wow, there's a lot of foreigners around, isn't there? But you can't say that. Right. When he's saying like uh, war on gangs, sensible middle-class people who have no experience of the street culture will just say, okay, war on gangs, big deal. But on the ground, they'll understand that's going to be a war on black people. Yeah. Or just people of color in general. So. Like they, used to, they used to say, um, I mean, even, they're not even hiding it anymore. They used to say things like yeah. urban youth. And by yeah. urban youth, they meant black people. So urban somewhere. Right. In, and there was even a, a, an award ceremony somewhere where they, they celebrate urban music. And by yeah. urban music, they meant black people. It was very strange. Like they didn't even bother yeah. hiding it anymore. Like, <laughs> right? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Urban. Like, yeah. Other people live in cities besides black people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a lot, lot of lot, lot of euphemisms and uh, yeah. nonsense there. So obviously Hampton's up to his uh, Hampton is up to Hanrahan's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he called him out on it. So guess who's knocking at the door? So you got you know him bringing this uh, posse to come in because mm. now he's got you know supposedly justified reasons, right? Because they just had a shootout with Panthers, so obviously this in, guy in have to have something two, to do with it. In episode two, we uh, discovered that uh, O'Neill, William O'Neill, the the FBI informant, the double agent informant, yeah, he told the FBI that guns and weapons were being held in this apartment, right? Yep. So the whole thing's been set up for this night, I guess. Yep. Uh, 4.45 uh, a.m., uh, the raid began. Mark Clark, uh, who was secure, or was on security duty, was sitting in the front room of his apartment. Yep. Cool. Uh, there was a knock at the door. Clark answered the door. Police immediately shot him. Okay. Uh, shot him dead. Okay. Uh, it's worth noting uh, Clark did have a shotgun. Okay. And his gun discharged only once into the ceiling. Uh, it has been speculated that the round was fired uh, as he fell to the ground or that he uh, dropped the mm. shotgun and it went off. Uh, based on ballistics, whatnot afterwards. Also, this was the only shot the Panthers actually fired. Mm. 
Uh, Hampton was uh, sleeping on a mattress in the bedroom with his pregnant girlfriend, Deborah. Police officers removed her from the room while Hampton lay unconscious in bed. Then uh, the raid team fired at the, at the head of the south bedroom. Hampton was wounded in the shoulder by uh, by the shooting. Oh, let's put this up earlier because this is our oh, man. Oh, how yeah. did they get the girl out without him noticing? Because uh, he was asleep, man. He was chilling, you know. Okay. Yeah. Hey Fred. All right, Fred. Hey, Fred. Uh, fellow uh, Black Panther Harold Bell said uh, that he heard the following exchange. That's Fred Hampton. Is he dead? Bring him out. He's barely alive. He'll make it. The injured Panther said that he heard two shots. According to Hampton supporters, the shots were fired point-blank range at uh, Hampton's head. According to Deborah, uh, an officer said he's good and dead now. Doesn't sound like a, you know, It does not exchange. sound like a interested in de-escalation. Yeah. No. Uh, Hepton's body like was. Yeah. Hepton's body was dragged into the bedroom doorway and left in a pool of blood. The officers directed their gunfire at the remaining Panthers who were sleeping in the north bedroom. Brewer, Satchel, Anderson, and Harris were seriously wounded, then beaten, dragged into the street. The seven Panthers were, uh, who survived the raid were indicted by a grand jury in the charge of attempted murder. Wait, Armed pilots. Yes. Armed violence uh, and other weapons charges. These uh, charges were sub subsequently dropped. I hope so. Yeah. During the trial, the Chicago Police Department claimed that the Panthers uh, were the first to fire shots, but later investigations uh, found that the Chicago PD fired between 90 and 99 shots, while the only Panther, uh, the only Panther round that was fired was Cl Clark's drop shotgun. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of them went into William O'Neill. Uh, not yet, no. I guess those he was a shots, but a snitch ain't one. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so you ready to be d disgusted? If you're not already. Disgusted? Yeah. So they drug uh, right the the seven Panthers out. Uh, this yeah. is them. This is them carrying uh, Fred's body. This is Fred's them carrying Fred's body. That's how that was taken on the very night of the thing. Uh huh. That's Fred's body oh, there. Oh wow. Okay. Look at these! Look at these guys! Look at their faces! Yeah. Hey, what's going on, man? Party on, man! Yeah. Look how fucking happy they are! Yeah. It's so fucking sick. Smile for the camera, bitches. Ah. Oh. Anyways. Uh, after the raid, uh, the apartment was left unguarded. The Panthers. Uh, countered the narrative by opening the rooms to the public and letting journalists examine them, exposing uh, uh, and driving home the level of violence that was used against them. Mm. That's a good idea. So, yep. There's are some of the bullet holes from... Holy hand grenade. That's yeah. dramatic, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Nothing, nothing to see there. Hammerhand and the police claimed that this was a shootout. They also claimed that Fred Hampton killed him, uh, killed himself, uh, had fired on them, or Fred Hampton himself, rather, had fired on them. Uh, then uh, he had been killed because the police returned fire, which mm. no evidence of that, right? No. At, at a press conference, the police announced that the arrest team had been attacked by the violent and extreme vicious, uh, extremely vicious Panthers and defended themselves accordingly. Uh, in the press conference on December the 8th, uh, police uh, brass praised the assault team for their remarkable restraint. 
bravery, professional discipline, and not killing all of the Panthers present. Mm. Photos were uh, presented, I which I didn't find these ones, of uh, bullet holes uh, allegedly made uh, by shots fired by the Panthers. Reporters who had been uh, to Fred's apartment after the raid quickly were able to call bullshit on this claim. Mm. Uh, we'll say more about that here in a minute. Uh, police investigated themselves, and you won't believe it. They exonerated themselves. <laughs> Consider, uh, they concluded that they used lawful means to overcome the assault. But you said um, above there, you said uh, that the um, police, someone praised them for their remarkable restraint. Uh-huh. That's uh, something you hear the IDF do all the time as well. When they go and start shooting Palestinian children, their first response will be, well, we showed remarkable restraint. Right. And we should praise our forces for the remarkable restraint they showed. The restraint, they had to hold themselves back from what they really wanted to do, which was kill everybody. So whenever you hear any kind of a, a law enforcement agency or an army talking about the remarkable restraint, just remember, they are not telling you what they think they're telling you. They're telling you that they're animals. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that's exactly what he just said, right? We, we, mm. you know, they didn't kill them all. They mm. obviously wanted to. Where's my medal? Yeah. Uh, the police called the raid on Hampton's apartment a shootout. The Black Panthers called it a shoot-in because so many shots were fired by the police. Now, in Chicago, there are two rival newspapers, the Chicago Tribune and the Sun, or Sun Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, both covered this story in their own way, the Tribune being a heavily conservative newspaper and the Sun-Times considered a liberal paper. On December 11th, the Tribune published an article titled Exclusives, Hammerhand, Police Tell Panthers Story. The article included photographs supplied by Hammerhand's office to depict bullet holes allegedly made by the shots fired by the Panthers in uh, a thin white curtain door jam as evidence that the Panthers fired multiple bullets at the police. Now, this is where the bullshit claim comes in, right? Hmm. Uh, Jack Callum, editor of the Wright College uh, News, had visited the apartment on December 6th when it was shown by the Panthers. Jack had taken numerous f photographs of the crime scene. In fact, I believe that's one of his there. Uh, Jack had taken numerous photographs of the crime scene. Jack's photographs uh, did not show the bullet holes reported in the Tribune. On the morning of December 12th, after the Tribune's article had appeared with Hammerhand supplying the photos, uh, that even evening, the Sun Times published an article: "Those bullet holes aren't, or yeah, those bullet holes aren't real." Sometimes uh, use Jack's photo to show the alleged bullet holes were in fact nails. <laughs> yeah. So you would think that the police would notice the, know the difference by mm -hmm. now between you know nails and well, bullet holes. those two newspapers now would be would have some experience because to try and set the scene here, uh, this was 1969, right? Uh, yeah, I think. Right, yeah. Or 1970. Right. Um, in 1968, in April of 1968, uh, Martin Luther King was shot dead. He was murdered. And there were riots in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And there were riots in lots of places. But in Chicago, it got particularly nasty, and the police were very heavy-handed with black people during those riots. In August of 1968 was the Democratic National Convention in Chicago, which was subject to fairly large-scale Vietnam protests outside where they were having their, outside the convention center. Right. And the police just broke it up. The police just went in and started beating the shit out of people. Tear gas, batons, everything, for no real reason, because these are Vietnam protesters, tend to be peaceful. So in, in what we know is that there's a police brutality problem in Chicago in these in that time period, in the late 60s. 1968, 1969 is the Chicago Police Department 
has a violence problem. And these papers are saying this, it's deeply irresponsible. Yes. Yeah. And one's is flat out running cover. Hmm. Right. I mean, working in glove with them. That's disgusting. And that's still a problem for modern journalism is taking, taking, um, pre uh, press releases from the police and then printing it as if it were news. You take that press release and you use it in your story. You don't just reprint it as the story. Yeah, it's it's just become it's our team, our side. Mm. We have to champion them, right? Mm. So, and, and and nowadays it's not even, you know, you don't really have a left or a right. They both do the same thing now. It's mm. just yeah, never print press releases. Just don't yeah. do it. Uh, civil rights activists Roy Wilkins and Ramsey Clark claimed that the Chicago police uh, had killed Hampton without justification or provocation as they violated the Panthers' constitutional rights against unreasonable search and seizures. Unfortunately, a grand jury did not agree and failed to convict anyone. Oh, grand or jury. Uh, that's, I have to stop you there. Oh. Uh, the grand jury bit is where I have to stop you and talk about our sponsor. Oh, jeez, again? Yeah, this is... Why, why, we, why are we do doing this? Stop this or not? Huh? $10 is $10. <laughs> All right. Why can't they do it at the beginning of the show? It's like, all going into the chewing gum fund. All right, all right, all right, all right. They said when, when, when he says the thing about the grand jury not convicting anyone, then we want to do the ad. And I said for ten bucks, I will do the ad standing on my head. Right. All right. You all right. You're gonna this stand on your head. Thought you were gonna stand on your head. I was waiting. No, no, not. Uh, okay, okay, okay. They didn't ask me to. So if they did, I would. Um. Or one of them didn't know. <laughs> this week's episode <laughs> is sponsored by the police. Do you think there's too many black people in your city? Do you find them annoying? Have you ever wanted to beat the shit out of them, but there's so many stupid laws against that kind of thing? Join the police. Here we will teach you everything you need to know to get away with beating the shit out of black people. Basic courses we offer include how to turn a peaceful protest into a riot and basic kettling techniques. Who knows? If you play your cards right, you might even get away with murder. The police, we are here for you. Uh, I, I think that was more than $10 worth, but okay. <laughs> I, I give 110% to everything I do. I, I know you do. I know you do. Uh, so, yeah, people aren't happy, obviously, right? A little bit of protesting as would. Uh, these oh, are just I people see that. Avenge Fred Hampton. I see the, yeah. that's a, particularly a Fred Hampton protest. Yep. Wow, and uh, people. yeah, yeah. Remember, he 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 did a Rainbow Coalition. Coalition. Did, oh, probably, some of those are probably Confederate. Yeah. <laughs> Confederacy yeah. dunces. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he became a much bigger threat whenever he you know, started breaking down the divides that you know others created. Right. So, oh, check out the guy with the drum. He's trouble, isn't he? Yeah. He's yeah. a troublemaker. <laughs> Yeah. Is that Ginger Baker? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, January 6th, not that January 6th, uh, 1970, a blue ribbon panel uh, conveyed, uh, convened, sorry, for an inquest into Hampton's death brought blue on blue by... Ribbon ribbon. What's blue ribbon? I'm trying to tell you. No, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, brought on by the uh, Cook County Coroner, uh, Andrew Tillman, uh, from the autopsy, so basically it's the coroner inquest, right? Uh, from the autopsy records, the Cook County chemist uh, Eleanor Berman uh, later reported that there was evidence of barbiturates in Hampton's blood, mm. although Hampton was uh, not known to take drugs. So this was maybe why he was passed the fuck out. Well, it was the 60s, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, January 21st, uh, they ruled the, the deaths of Hampton and Clark to be justifiable homicides. The jury qualified their verdict on Hampton's uh, death as based solely and exclusively on the evidence presented to this inquest. Why the qualifier, you ask? Jury foreman James T. Hicks stated that they could not consider the charges uh, made by the surviving Black Panthers. The in, uh, the surviving the survivors were reported to have been uh, to uh, reported to have refused to testify during the inquest because they faced criminal charges of attempted murder and aggravated assault during the raid. Well, they didn't so, feel comfortable uh, yeah. cooperating with the process. Yeah, I wonder why. Attorneys for Hampton uh, for the Hampton and Clark families did not introduce any witnesses during the proceeding. Called the inquest a well-rehearsed theatrical performance designed to vindicate the police officers. Hammerhead said that the, the verdict was a recognition of the truthfulness of our police officers' uh, account of the events. It's all optics with these guys, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and also, I didn't put this in here, but they actually tried to do like a, uh, a video to recreate the event the police did, and they kept on failing <laughs> because it didn't, it didn't go with what the, their own version of events. Yeah. It, it was like, like, like the JFK thing. Yeah, it was no just terrible. Back into the left, right? Yeah, it was terrible. Because they gave up the video thing. I should have given yeah. it to Stanley Kubrick. He did great with the moon landing. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. I tell you, guy could have had so much more work back then. Yeah, he could have uh, been, yeah. been a great director. That's Stanley yeah, right, Kubrick. Yeah, right, yeah. Future. <laughs> also, in 1970, a federal grand jury was convened to investigate the shootings. The grand jury uh, heard testimony from several witnesses, including uh, members of the Chicago Police Department. Uh, who participated in the raid. Reports of the federal grand jury criticized the actions of the police, the surviving Black Panthers in Chicago news media. Mm. The grand jury called the police department raid ill-conceived. 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 Bad right. planning, guys. Uh, it said many errors were committed during the post-raid investigation and reconstruction of the events. Uh, it said that the surviving uh, Black Panthers' refusal to cooperate hampered the investigation and that the press improper, improperly and grossly exaggerated stories. Shocker. However, the grand jury uh, ultimately declined to indict anyone. Wait, 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 wait. They declined? Why did it? Wait, wait, wait. Even after all these things. Yes. Said, yes. Still, still, nobody's no. going to jail. Nobody's no. being indicted or charged with anything. Those police guys are still on the street, those officers. Yep. They're not even suspended without pay. Yep. Can't do it. Okay. Can't do it. Uh, a civil lawsuit was filed by survivors and uh, relatives of the Hampton-Clark family. The lawsuit, known as the Hampton-Clark versus City of Chicago case, alleged that the Chicago Police Department had violated the civil rights of Hampton-Clark by using excessive force and engaging in a conspiracy to assassinate them. The case also alleged that the, uh, the City of Chicago had failed to adequately train and supervise its police officers, uh, which contributed to the deaths of Hampton and Clark. Uh, the case was initially dismissed by a uh, federal judge, but it was later reinstated by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit, and unfortunately it waited until 1982, but the city of Chicago agreed to a settlement uh, in the case for $1.85 million, which was divided among the plaintiffs. Now, the settlement uh, did not provide any admission of wrongdoing on the part of the city or the police department. 
However, it did represent a significant victory for the family supporters of Hampton and Clark, and it helped bring attention to the issues of police brutality and misconduct. Hmm. Now, for the other side of the story, right? The other here is the FBI. Uh -huh. uh, as FBI snitch informant, uh, all-around great guy, William O'Neill, he would later admit uh, his involvement in setting up the raid and that he, in fact, drugged Hampton. <gasps> Yep. So the, he was drugged. Yep, he was drugged. Oh, that's that's why. He, uh, okay, because I thought it was just uh, he actually was drugged. Yep. Okay, yeah, so it, drugged him. it was a setup. The whole thing was a setup right from the start. He drugged yep. him, and the police were just shooting basically a comatose body. Yep. Lovely. Yep. Delightful. Yep. And remember, he provided the map, and on the map there was a big X yep. as to where Fred was going to be. Said in the last podcast. Yep. Yep. Uh, O'Neill was rewarded for his uh, role in the raid. Uh, in the form of a $300 bonus uh, a week after Hampton's murder because he was already getting paid to be yeah. an informant. So, hey, here's 300 bucks. Good job. FBI paid him 300 bucks for that. Uh, now, not only did O'Neill uh, profit, but O'Neill's handler was also given praise by the man himself, J. Edgar Hoover, days after Hampton's murder. Mm. Quote, through your aggressiveness and skill in handling a valuable source, we are able to furnish information of great importance to the Bureau and this vital area of operations. I want you to know my appreciation for your extreme or your exemplary efforts. O'Neill committed suicide January 15th, 1990. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, that's uh, the end of the story, really. There's still uh, a committed suicide. To People trying to, you know, go after the FBI. People uh, for fucking straight up murdering a guy, assassinating the state, That's assassinating the assassination. Yeah, yes, one of their own citizens. Yep. Who might might have been a danger to their ideology, but certainly mm -hmm. wasn't a danger to anybody's safety. No. Either. No. Mm. Well, that sucks. That's yep. terrible. Yep. And I guess when you're talking about how black people react to various authority suggestions and so on and they seem to react negatively they they are well aware of these things and people like me may not be yeah i wasn't aware of this for a long time mm -hmm. not till recently actually you know, a few like years I, know back. I, I read i saw on some american television show about how black people during the COVID epidemic were less likely to take up vaccines you know and i was yep. thinking well what's happening there and then i did some research that i'm not going to talk about but i know exactly now what's happening why black people did not want to take the COVID vaccine yeah. you know yeah so um, it's up, man. is it time for the uh, current situation on the ground? Uh, yeah, it's called something else. What's it called? It's called, hello there. How are you today? I forget what it's called. What's it called? <laughs> where where <laughs> are, are where, what's, where's the news? Where's the news? What's the news? No. Uh, okay. Well, well, I'll help you out. Okay. Keep forgetting it. What's new, right? What's new? How? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'll remember it now is what's new, Pussycat, the song. <laughs> what's new, Pussycat? Whoa! Right, okay, yeah. let's all remember yeah. it. Okay. Um, so, do you want to do FBI first or CIA first? Uh, but yeah, I'll tell it. We'll do FBI first just because we just okay. did some FBI. Explain to people during this part of the show what we do is just before we start taping, we type the words FBI and CIA into Google, and then we hit the news tab on Google and read out anything stupid. Or interesting that we see and the idea is that no matter what we talk about in the past of the CIA and the FBI right now they are also doing stupid and funny things 
And Seamus now will indicate the stupid and funny things he found uh, the FBI doing in his links that we checked just before taping, which is like 28 minutes ago. Can I get uh, or have three? Uh, I'll do the, the, the last, uh, probably one that crosses over to you a bit. Sure. Uh, so apparently uh, the FBI were looking into this oligarch, uh, Oleg Depropaska. Uh, he's an aluminum magnet in, in uh, Russia. So apparently the FBI agent who was investigating him actually became recruited <laughs> by the, the fucking oligarch. Uh, so well That's done. a little bit like our first um, podcast. There was an element yes. of that in uh, yeah. the Jib, the original Jib podcast yep. we had. Uh, okay, and then the next one uh, sounds a lot like what we just talked about. FBI paid uh, informants to sow discord in the 2020 Black Lives Matter. Well, Wait a minute. I thought COINTELPRO was over with. Yeah. That's the same, the exactly the same shit they were doing with uh, William O'Neill. Yeah. Mm. What the fuck? It's fucking insane. They run they run false flag ops. What they do is they'll go into yeah. an antifa protest and start smashing up things and they say so they can say right. these anti people are violent, you know. We had uh was it the George Floyd one where they had a it was actually a police officer that they caught like destroying yep. property and stuff. Oh yeah. it's been confirmed, confirmed false flag ops. Yeah. Embarrassing, you know. Yeah. It, false flags wasn't just a Alex Jones thing. These these things are real. <laughs> So, which actually, one of the uh, worst things about the, uh, I know it's going to get off the rails here real quick, but the uh, latest JFK uh, files that got dumped, Yeah. Uh, everybody was talking about, this is like uh, shortly after Trump came in office, everybody was like, oh, well, yeah, we didn't really hear anything about, you know, who pulled the trigger and all this. But one of the things that was right there was that the CIA was talking about bombing a city in Florida and blaming it on Cuba so they can invade. Yeah. And everybody was just like, oh, that has nothing to do with JFK. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's a false flag. Mm, that is it. <laughs> yeah, he was going to bomb one of our own cities. Mm, they were desperate Jesus. to do something about Cuba, yeah. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Mm. Okay, before I sound more tinfoil hat-ish. Um, so the other big news is another uh, gentleman uh, who was uh, – Part of the uh, civil rights movement, uh, Malcolm X. Malcolm X, also, or as we call him, Martin Luther King on cocaine. <laughs> Malcolm X was also assassinated uh, back in the '60s, but now his family is suing the FBI, NYPD, and the CIA. So, Why? Uh, because they believe that uh, there is information that they have not uh, released. Okay. Uh, and there's a lot of doubt to the actual people who pulled the trigger <laughs> that seems so, very relevant to what we were just yeah. talking about today yeah okay will we try the cia stuff yeah this is what happened to the cia i have two well i i mean i didn't include the malcolm x one because you did the fbi one and the first one is doctor described this is in the new york times so i'm not licking this yeah. off the stones right this is the new york yeah. times. doctor describes and denounces cia practice of rectal feeding of prisoners in hearing at Guantanamo Bay, an expert gave graphic public depiction of torture after the September 11th terror attacks. And by the way, uh, in this, they don't say this, but an internal CIA investigation determined that torture of Guantanamo Bay prisoners produces no useful intelligence. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, my second link is. Well, wait, uh, wait a minute. Didn't South Park do do an episode on the whole rectal thing that you you know oh, you mm, threw your ass? Bay, I don't I think, think it's. Well, not the CIA, but about trying to eat through your your anus mm. so maybe that's where that was inspired 
Or maybe they're running cover for the CIA. If, if the CIA is being inspired by South Park, that would explain a lot. It would explain yeah. a lot of their yeah. issues. Um, my second hit is uh, about the CIA. Uh, why is the CIA at SXSW, which I think is called the South by Southwest Film Festival, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. The CIA yeah. will host a panel at this year's SXSW, and it turns out it's not their first festival. The government organization known for its covert tactics posted a Canva-esque graphic to Twitter to announce their spy supercharged tech in the CIA panel at South by Southwest 2023, and people were quick to respond. So that's on online there if you want to read it as well. Oh my goodness. Kids, I guess that's the thing about the CIA, isn't it? Hello, fellow students, or whatever Steve Buscemi said in that movie. Oh my goodness. So, so they're, they're playing a role at the fucking film festival. It's their outreach program, the CIA yeah. outreach program, yeah. Is, is John uh, Kransky there to help it out? Krasinski, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> we should really, the, the CIA did great work. We should learn to appreciate them. Yeah. I, I owe them everything. I really do. The CIA is something that we should all. Not only cherish, but be saying thank you every single day. And stick to stick to your quiet place, yeah. 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 Alrighty, folks. Uh, so yeah, that's that's okay. it. Uh, that's the yeah. that's, that's our three parter on Fred Hampton completed. Yeah. Our next What's next? Will not be, will I will I tell him? If you want to go for it. Next episode uh, we are planning is uh, it will be called PB Success, and I'm not oh. going to tell you what it's about because uh, you learn when you see it and you'll be happy yeah. about it. And we may have a guest for this episode. We may have a guest for it that I'm yeah. also not going to spoil. Well, we may have a special guest for PB Success. Yeah, it'll PB be. PB Success in is the official term, by the way. It's not something I'm calling it. PB Success is the official CIA term for this. So if you want to Google it, you'll know exactly what it's about. I always think of peanut butter jelly when you say that. Peanut butter success. Yeah, yeah peanut butter mm. success. All right, folks. Uh, so we'll this will resume our normal uh, bi-weekly uh, release. So yep. we'll see you all here in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.